Let's think about Herod for a moment. Herod had caused John the Baptist to be beheaded and killed. And now whenever people talked about Jesus and the rumors started about Jesus and the gossip started about Jesus and people started hearing about Jesus, they wondered who he was and John the Baptist's name kept coming up. Herod wanted nothing more, I imagine, than for that whole John the Baptist business to be behind him. And yet, it's probably what kept him awake when he woke up at four o'clock in the morning thinking about things. It was probably John the Baptist. And how can I deal with this? He had done a terrible thing. And there was no way to fix what he had done. And we have no indication that he, what he did, but what was left for him was to repent and lament and repent and lament some more. But what happened that put him in this predicament? What was going on that led him to make a decision for violence against John the Baptist? He was probably someone who felt terribly, terribly stuck and terribly, terribly trapped by the events that led to John the Baptist's death. We don't know a whole lot about Herod Antipas from history. He was the son of Herod the Great. He was a minor potentate. He was married to the daughter of another minor potentate. He did some building projects. They all like to do that, have an edifice complex. And, <laughs> and we know that he divorced his first wife, this powerful alliance, in order to marry, yes, his brother's wife. This is terribly unattractive stuff. And John the Baptist tended to say he didn't think it was a very good idea. Only he said it vociferously and often and much to the displeasure of the second Mrs. Antipas. <laughs> and so she was determined to get him. She wanted to get rid of her problem and the king's problem by making it go away. And that means solving the problem ultimately through violence. And so Herod seems to have a fatal flaw for him, this potentate who does pretty much what he wants when he wants to, has the flaw that he wants everybody around him, everybody he cares about, everybody in his household, in his family, and his courtiers, and his officers, and his wife, and his daughter, he wants them to think well of him. He wants them to like him. He wants them to be happy. And so he's stuck because he have his, he's showing off for his friends and his daughter Herodias dances beautifully and he promises whatever she wants. And she goes and talks to her scheming mother, sees her opportunity. The daughter, without asking too many questions apparently, says, please may I have John the Baptist's head on a platter. And Herod is stuck. He liked John the Baptist, mostly. He liked listening to him. He knew he was a holy and a righteous man. And yet here he is being asked to kill him. It's a bit like Pilate later in the story. And he feels stuck. And he realizes that he's got a problem if he doesn't kill John the Baptist. His wife, what's she going to do? She might emasculate him. His daughter might leave him or not think well of him. His officers might be a little slow to get things done when he makes commands. His courtiers might sneer and curl one lip knowingly when he walks by. But whatever it is, it's going to be pretty bad. Unless 
He accedes to the request. And he feels stuck. Now, I imagine there are some of you who've never felt trapped at some point in your life, never felt without options, never felt in a terrible predicament. And if that's you, then count your blessings. But for everyone else, you know what it's like to feel so trapped by circumstances. You can't do anything. And, and, and you flop between depression and rage, two sides of the same coin, back and forth, back and forth. And the rage will often lead to violence. It's, it's sometimes that terrible being trapped that leads us to be violent to ourselves. And one of the great sadnesses is when we bury someone who's taken their own life and made what they felt was the only choice they could make. But Herod had choices. Brothers and sisters, what we can learn from Herod is we always, 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 in God's grace, we are always free to make choices. And those choices can be better or worse, and we can be more or less constrained, but we are always free to make choices. What would it have cost Herod to go and say to his daughter, I will not give you what you want in spite of my promise? What would it have cost him? Possibly all those bad things might have happened. People would have reacted in ways that sabotaged his resolve not to resort to violence in order to seemingly solve his problem, in order to to solve his problem seemingly. It's one of those things he had a choice, but all of the system that he was in, and we all live in systems of families or churches or groups at work or multiple systems, all of them like to remain the same. And so he, he, he would have found that the system wanted to keep him, uh, the, this minor potentate who did what he wanted, and all of the things that he feared probably would have happened. Everyone would have gone after him, trying to undermine him. You know how this works. You decide, finally, I am not going to talk to my mother every day. Once a week is enough. Or I'm not going to keep bailing my children out. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to talk to them when they, when they ask. And you get really clear and you make it clear what your decision is and it's known. And then guaranteed your mother is going to get sick or your child's going to be in an accident. And suddenly <laughs> you're back having to feel as though you're, you're in the same shape again. Well, what Herod had, had to worry about was the system was going to keep wanting him to solve things with violence in order that he can feel liked. And, 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 it, and, it, and it would have done. And so his choice was not only the choice to renounce violence and to perhaps teach his daughter a different way of being and perhaps teach his wife that that kind of vengeance is not going to make things good, and perhaps telling his courtiers and his officers that this is not going to be business as usual, but there's a new way of living, and he's the king, and he's going to lead it to happen. Instead of, instead of teaching them all those things, he resorted to violence. If he'd made the choice and stuck with his program, then perhaps the whole system would have shifted. The whole world would have changed, and he would have been a king perhaps as great as his father. We always have choices, however constrained we feel, however bad it gets. And very often when we feel trapped, least part of it can be wanting others to think well of us. 
wanting us to be able to think well of ourselves. And so we wind up feeling stuck. The most stuck, the most constrained, the most extreme end of being trapped. I read about in a book some of you know called Man's Search for Meaning. It was originally called From Death Camps to Existentialism by a man called Viktor Frankl, who founded the fourth school of Viennese psychiatry. And he spent time in the camps, and he was a survivor. And after he came out of the camps, he wrote a book, and the first half of the book is more or less clinical observation of people and what happens to people in the camps. And he talked about people who were so constrained. They had lost identity, hair, teeth, nourishment, clothing, every shred of human dignity. And he said, and then they were led to their deaths in the ovens. And some of them went long dead. They'd given up. And others of them lived until they died. And they chose to meet death courageously. They chose to create meaning by the way in which they faced their death. Stripped of everything, they had a choice. And it was that choice that confirmed that they were free. And it's that freedom that is a gift of God's love. Herod could have chosen differently. And had he chosen differently, it would have been difficult, but the system would have changed, and he would have been able to sleep at nights. And he would not have to toss and turn about that terrible choice, that terrible deed, that terrible thing that he did. Brothers and sisters, in God's grace, we are free. However trapped we feel, there is a choice somewhere, a choice that affirms life, a choice that has the possibility within it, if we can see it through, of making the world a better place. That's God's love, even in the most terrible circumstances. Let us respond to the gospel, giving thanks and in prayer.